episode 102 of Movies in Us. I'm TJ. And I'm Marcus. And this is the reissue that reviews genre movies. From the beginning, sometime today, we are covering the 1967? No, 65 release of <laughs> For a Few More Dollars. For a Few Dollars More. For a Few Dollars More. Whatever it's called. And the original one is called, I can't, Perquilache Dalaro and Puea? Sure. So I can't speak other languages. Ow. Uh, we decided that we're going to cover the rest of these movies. <laughs> Hell yeah. Because we like the first one that much. And we're, so we throw them, we're throwing them in here every other episode or so. Um, I guess we'll go in the credits here. <laughs> Why? Don't you want me banter or something with them? No, I just had nothing else to say about that. Okay. Yeah, they got one more movie after this one, so they should be grateful we're doing something different. Anyway, this movie it is only it's it is only three, right? Yes, the trilogy. Although there are some other spaghetti westerns that are kind of in the same vein. Yeah, but they don't have the same character. That's fair. That's anyway. Fair. This movie was directed by Sergio Leone, screenplay by Luciano Vincenzoni and Sergio Leone, and Sergio Donate, who was uncredited, apparently. It was produced by Alberto Grimaldi. It stars Clint Eastwood, Lee Van Cleef, Gian Maria Volante, Mario Brega, Maria Mara Krupp, Luigi Pistilli, Aldo Sombrelli, or Sombrell, I should guess, Klaus Kinski, Benito Stefanelli, Panos Papadal, Papadopoulos, Papadopoulos, that's right, Robert Camardile, <laughs> oh, that's so good, Hip-Hop, hip Hip-Hop Anonymous, Papadopoulos, that's a great name, uh, Robert Camardile, Dale, um, Joseph Eager, Antonito Ruiz, Tomas Blanco, Lorenzo Robledo, Dante Maggio, I want to say. Werner Abrolet, Frank Brana, Jose Canelas, Canelage, Rosemary Dexter, Fernando Di Leo, Jesus Guzman, uh, Peter Lee Lawrence, Sergio Leone, Antonio Molino Rojo, Ricardo Patacios, and Carlos Simi. I feel like you just picked like the movies with the hardest names to pronounce. <laughs> Feels like that way sometimes. Yeah. I mean, God bless you, because you did way better than I could have ever done. Yeah, I, I, I tried to pronounce the umlauts when they're there. Anyway, um, box office? Um, yeah, I guess, right? That's what you usually do? I mean, box office and behind the scenes, so yeah. This movie is 2 hours and 12 minutes. It had a $600,000 budget and made $25.5 million. Doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a lot in that time. It is a lot for that time. Um, in fact, apparently this movie broke. It was the highest uh, grossing film in Italy like it was in the previous one. And also in Spain. Really? Yeah. Which makes sense. This is a better movie than the first one. I'll yes. give that movie right now. It's better than the first one. Yes. Yeah. I actually think it's overlooked. Yes. Considering. Yeah, the villain and his coke apartment. The characters are better. Uh, budget, see, like it's not a high budget movie, but you can tell it's approved upon if they've come out from the first one. It's a movie. Uh, but yeah, the box office is good. I can't find the numbers for. Let's type in worldwide real quick. Keep talking, TJ. You should have this <laughs> already ready to go. No, because I, I had it, but what they what what does when this come out? Nineteen sixty five in Italy, nineteen sixty seven in America. No, what um 
What um day slash month? What day slash month? Does it say it on there? Or no. Uh, December thirtieth, nineteen sixty-five in Italy. December thirtieth. Yeah. Um. And so it's probably in the United States box office, nineteen sixty-seven. It is. It is. And I, I that's the one I had up originally. And so it doesn't show you the twenty-five million dollar. For America, 1967. This because they've released all three at the same time in America for reasons. Right, the 25.5 million is worldwide. Worldwide, yeah. So, yes. so I, I can't find that number, sadly. But for world, for America, it placed above the. Uh, where is it at? A few dollars more. It's above the original. The fistful of dollars came out at number 33. For a few dollars more, made number 31, which is still not bad. It has like 4.3 million dollars in America. Right. Yeah, uh, but it's not bad. It's uh, you know. Get to the box office. The same as last year. Last year's top three, or last week's top three is the same as this one. The Graduate, number one, with $104 million. Why are you doing a repeat then? Jungle Book. So you don't remember. Jungle Book after that and The Gone of the Wind. Is the last one on there? What number is the last one? That uh, That is at number 26, The Good and the Bad and the Ugly. Okay. American so Wise have made 6.1. So why million. don't you do like 20 to 10 or something, man? Eh, because these movies people have never heard of, so it's not worth it. Well, like. I'm interested. Are you? Yeah, I like to not know what what you're talking about. <laughs> so this, do you want me to do it? This one's number thirty-one. Yeah, but we covered these last week, the thirty-three to thirty or something. Did we? I thought we did. I don't remember. No, we didn't. Because I've never seen these words ever. Okay, well then do thirty-three or thirty-five to twenty-five or something. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Just don't do whatever is not the next week's one. So I'll do twenty-five, thirty-five to thirty-seven because the next one's at twenty-six. Okay. Well, do yeah. then do the thirty, do the top, do forty to thirty. There's no forty. It's thirty-five through one. <laughs> okay. So thirty-five. They only thir- made thirty-five movies in nineteen sixty-five. That made that they're, they're listed on here at the top. I know it's weird. This is such a blunder. At number thirty-five, box office of nineteen sixty-seven for America, Double Trouble. That means sounds familiar. Actually. It does, doesn't it? It yeah. kind. I want to say it's like Double Indemnity, but it's not probably. I assume it's like a comedy. Like, I don't know. like honestly, what comes to mind when that you say something is something like that Jean Claude Damme and <laughs> Dennis Rodman team up movie. Oh God, TJ. Or a Mary Kate and Ashley movie. That's what I was thinking. Like, uh, what's that Twins movie they did? Uh, Parent Trap, like Parent Trap or something. Well, no, Mary Kate and Ashley didn't do Parent Trap. Yes, they did. Really didn't. Oh, that's Lizzie Lohan. God that damn it. You're right. You're right. Mary what? Kate and Ashley did uh, Full House. They did Full House, but they did a bunch of. Like, I I have younger siblings, so I had to watch a lot of these Mary Kate and Ashley fing movies. I don't know any movies. That, oh, they, they had like the detective one, didn't they? My they sister had, used to watch some of their shit, too. Yeah, so, like, I've seen a lot of their stupid um, <laughs> movies. Like, I think it's like the Halloween one. Um, hey, that's, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. God, wow, TJ. First off, let's not disparage their movies and call them stupid. Mary Kate and Ashley also could be fans of ours. If not, their sister. That's why it reminded me, because the one movie is called Double Double Toil and Trouble. That's what I yes. was thinking of. That's Holy the one I was shit. thinking of. I'm going to send it to my sister, because that's like a fucking flashback right there, TJ. <laughs> wow. What's it called? Double Double? Double Double Toil and Trouble. That's what I was thinking of. That's insane. I remember that movie. Uh, anyways, flashbacks, you do thanks. At number <laughs> 34, Easy Come, Easy Go. I heard the name before, but... I have not, so can't banter off that one. At number 33 was The Fistful of Dollars. Mm-hmm. Good movie. What did we give it last week? I feel like I gave it a 7 or 8, right? I think you gave it a 7. Good. 
good. So I think I'm going to steadily give each one a better score than the last. So okay, so the last last look was seven. I'm gonna go with that. Um, at number thirty two was Caprice. It's a comedy, apparently, <laughs> from 20th one. Century Fox. Made four million dollars. Neither have I, TJ. Neither have I. I have no idea what it's about. Okay. Well, it's considered it's in the top 30. You would think it would be on one of your lists or something. It probably is, honestly. So. Uh, <laughs> I just texted my sister that the video of the thing. You just said double glove or whatever. And she's like, oh, my God, a long lost childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bring him like, how'd you find that, TJ? I, I, <laughs> I told you. I watched those movies a lot when I was younger. I My little brother and sister used to watch them. Yeah, god damn but like did you google that like how did you remember the name of that well that was when you said double what was it double team double trouble double trouble the first thing that popped in my mind was double double toil and trouble from mary kate and ashley and then i did google it to check it to make sure i was right uh, okay okay gotcha but yeah so but that was literally the one that popped in my head i was surprised that's a good movie too <laughs> I don't remember that, but okay. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me redact that. We should review that, TJ. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> after we reviewed it, Mary Kane and Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a niche no one's covered. <laughs> Two grown men watching Mary Kane and Ashley. Eh, well. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't uh, be against it. I Honestly, I'm not against it. I don't want to do it, but I'm yeah, not shockingly against that. I kind of do want to do it now. That's that's a funny, ironic thing to do. Anyways, at number 30, 30, I guess? Yeah. The Comedians. It's a drama made by MGM. Made $5.2 million. The Comedians. With an S? Yes. Okay, so it's not The Comedian. No, it's The Comedian. The Comedian is, uh, that's the Robert De Niro one, right? Yeah, that's the one the Joker ripped off. Yes, yes. No, they paid homage to, okay? No, they ripped off. Yeah, I mean, yes, they ripped off. But it is what it is, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> At number th- number twenty nine, it's a movie called The War Wagon. It's a western, so you know native 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 Americans. I think probably. I actually know what that is. That wouldn't surprise me. I think I do another thing. I think it was pretty bad too, if I remember correctly. I mean, at number thirty, something. Was, I mean, oh, well, that doesn't mean anything. At number twenty eight, El Dorado. That's it. Yep, El Dorado. <laughs> like I'm trying to remember, like. See, we're in box office territory where I probably have seen more movies than you have. Yes. I've heard of some of these for sure. I just never saw them. So they don't rec- like, I don't have any recognition. Like, well, growing up, I grew up in the 80s. So obviously I've seen oh, a lot yeah. of 80s movies, but also, which means I've also seen a lot of 60s and 70s movies. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's like. But when he said El Dorado... You're thinking a cartoon I, one? I'm thinking The Road to El Dorado, I think, yes. yeah. That's a good movie. Or was, I can't tell, because I haven't seen it since it came out. Yeah, I don't remember. And I got to one more. Got number 27 is How to Succeed in Business, dot, dot, dot. So more to that. Okay. How to Succeed in Business without really trying. That's a, that's a sentence. Yeah, I don't know that one at all. Neither do I. But yeah, that's the 1967, 35 to 30, or 27, or whatever I stopped at. Um I guess back to you. I mean, there's not much behind the scenes stuff. I mean, they tried to get Charles Bronson again, but he was like, nope, it's too much like the original. Like, yeah, okay. I, and I understand that. That definitely, that's like probably my biggest, if only complaint about this movie. So I definitely see that. I actually kind of disagree. I don't think it's that like the original at all. Not that it's not like the original, but it's, it's very. It's got the same feel as the original. Yes. And I think that's not. But if you're looking want. at the script of it, the script yeah. is completely different. No, that's different for sure. And that's what he's, that's what Charles Bronson's like, it, the script is too like the original. And I was like, huh? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he's Charles Bronson, so he's not right. I'm surprised they tried to get Charles Bronson anyway. anyway he didn't, doesn't seem like it was, 
was he that big of an actor? Oh God, yeah. Back then, yeah, yes, yes. yes like yes. I only know him from like Death Wish. He was um, like the manly man kind of actor, so Death Wish, the big shit like that. That's funny. Uh, he did something else I should know. Hold on. It's Bronson, man. Charles Bronson. Once Upon a Time in the West, the Western movie. The Magnificent Seven, the movie that's Western, but it's based off of the Kazawaki's hockey song. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The Great Escape. Oh, that's okay. He was in some big stuff then. Yeah, yeah. He's Charles Bronson. So. Yeah, I guess so. I actually own The Great Escape. You should watch that too. I did. I think I own the one at Bridge of the River Cry, I think. I did watch Death Wish, and I did not care for that movie. No, I mean, I actually never seen death wish either but i've seen a few reviews on death wish like it's, it's definitely a product of its time but you know white man taking law in his hands yeah i know so how cool is that right speaking of which oh we're about to get political no oh. well <laughs> oh, kind God. of a little Uh-oh. bit uh- <laughs> because okay. as per usual oh geez they got this the movie got bad reviews which one this one yeah what from well it says received mediocre reviews from whoever from the New York Times. Oh, come on. What, what do they know about anything? And this is what they had to say about it. The fact that the film is constructed to endorse the, the exercise of murderers to oh, emphasize God. killer bravado and generate glee and fanatic manifestations of death is, to my mind, a sharp indictment of its as so-called entertainment in this day. See, and this is why no one likes critics, DJ. Like, I'm not, that's what I was actually going to say. I freaking hate critics. Yeah, they're just they're the so worst. They're so pretentious. In a, they, they, because they don't get it. Like... They don't get it, and I hate it. Now, on the opposite end of that, Robert Ebert yeah. said um, it is one great old Western cliche after another and said it is composed af- uh, of situations and not plus, not plots, but nonetheless found it delicious. I could definitely see where he's coming from with that lat that way, like a uh, Well, that's because he's an actual movie guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas these guys, other guys are like... <laughs> This is about murderers, the, the uncivilized. Oh, the New York Times people could have been pretentious. We like artsy farty kind of films, not this that's Western true too. bullshit. So, like, that's why critics are very, and they just. Well, I actually took it because this was an Italian film. It was like that too. This is an American blockbuster. Yes, this is what we do over here, over the United States. This is bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, like it's like. Come on, they understand different cultures and different takes on shit. I mean, obviously. Um, Contemporary reviews and newer reviews are much kinder to the movie. Of course. Because it's got a 92 on Rotten Tomatoes. And, and like, saying it's the, one of the more overlooked movies of the trilogies and stuff like that. So, but, yeah. And also, this movie, um, according to a British journalist, Kim Newman, yeah. said that this movie changed the way that Bounty Hunters reviewed by audiences from like profession uh, from a profession of shame to one that could be like worth of worthwhile citizens. So you can probably thank this movie for characters such as Han Solo. Oh God, yeah, no, no, no. For Star Wars, I've taken a lot of shit from these movies, and even the new Star Wars, like you know the character Cad Bane. Yes. Uh, come on, TJ. Obviously. Yeah. No, yeah. the Star Wars universe has taken a lot from the Spaghetti Western just like that. And I'm fine with it. Like, You know, it's it's fine. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the reason why Han Solo is a hero yep. instead of a villain bounty hunter is because of stuff like this. Yes. And this movie, these movie series are very, like, good and revolutionary for a reason. Yeah. Uh, all right. I guess that's behind the scenes stuff. Okay. I have no trailers because for some reason these old movies don't get trailers. Weird, right? Yeah. It's not even like it was the same DVD company. Like, the last one I had had 
two was a two side disc. This was just one side. Oh, really? Really? It was just one side. Yeah, regular old DVD. Still no trailers. So I'm surprised. I'm, I'm surprised. Although, like, we got to advertise for back then, right? Well, you would think they would want to advertise. Like, I'm sure they have other old DVDs that they want to sell. That's true. Like the Shirley you know, Temple things and shit like that. Yeah, like there's plenty of other things they could sell. Hey, look, if you like this movie, check out the trailer for this movie. That's kind of what advertisement's yeah. all about. No, I know, but I'm just like, I guess. Yeah, go go buy Dracula and Wolfman and shit like that. Yeah, I'm just it's just weird to me because, like, I don't, as a consumer, pop in the DVD and then get into the movie is great, you know what I mean? I don't have oh, to sit God, that, yeah, that's what you got it for. But in the contrast of our podcast, it's like, you're you're taking content away from me. Come on. No, that's weird, though, when you think about it. Like, <laughs> the fact we used to buy VHSs and DVDs and Blu-rays, any hard medium, and it would have advertisements on it. That's bizarre. I get why they did it. But that's a bizarre concept. We all just accept it. Yes, yeah, this because right. at its core, trailers are advertisements. Yeah, but they're fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I like a. I used to love a good trailer. I used to love good trailers, but it's just weird that we used to buy media to watch anytime we wanted to, and we, it would have you know ads on it. Like this is weird. Well, they have ads on it, but yet, like one of the special features is the theatrical trailer to the movie you're watching. Yeah, which I used to so, watch that shit all the time. Like, oh, trailer for the movie I'm watching. Yeah, play that. Like that, I had the trailer for this, but it was like, why would I give the trailer for this? Was the trailer good? I didn't watch it. Oh, you should, you should watch it right now. No, I'm not doing that. I mean, the movie was already two hour over two hours long. That surprised me. I was like, why is this movie two and a half hour or two ten? Like, goddamn, it is it it is long and it, it feels long. Yes, this movie this movie's runtime is padded. But stand here and look at each other. I'm just gonna cut between all but you guys. There, just, there isn't as much as of that as it was in the first movie. No, but there's still. I feel like they could have cut this down to hour forty five easily. Not saying be my attention span make it shorter, but. This felt like it was packed. I don't know. I've, I felt I was more engaged in this movie. Really? Yeah. I actually really, really liked this movie. Maybe because I saw it before. So I, like, as I was playing, like, oh, yeah, I remember all this stuff. So I was slightly less engaged. Well, I saw the movie, too. Did not remember a thing about it. Really? So it was like watching it for the first time again. Yeah. That's, which is great. I envy that. Yeah, like, and I'm normally not like that. My memory is usually really good, but for yeah. some reason, these mem- these movies have slipped my mind completely. Maybe because they all kind of seem the same, so it's like hard to tell. I mean, maybe, not. but I forgot how good this movie was. Oh, it's fantastic! It's a good movie because, like, the first one's a classic, but this one's re- just a straight good. It's weird, right? It's just one of the few series and movies that they just slowly get better every one. Yeah, I like. I'm. I would have to rewatch to get in the bed of the other. Yeah. One, no. Well, I think this one's my favorite so far. Uh-huh. And you know what's funny? This is the last time we see that character. Because the next one's a prequel, so you kind of see him beforehand, essentially. Yeah. That's like the last of his story that we get to see. I mean, kind of ends with him retiring, so. Yeah. Which makes sense. Well, I know what's know it's even better about this movie that I thought anyway. What is that? It's it stars Clint Eastwood, sure, but Lee Van Cleef is just as prominent. Oh this. my god, TJ! So, wait, are we are we reviewing this movie now or now? I mean, like, we're in the movie, yeah. Okay, we skipped all the we're done with all the beginning stuff. I mean, I I can go back and do all that. So we we no. this is the this is the new format. <laughs> I know, but I don't know if we're just talking about it now or not. But yeah, okay, yeah. so we're just praising it right now. Yeah, but, let's go. Okay, yeah, I agree. Like he. Like having his okay, because you don't know his character is going to be with him the whole movie. Like, but so you no, you think he's going to be an you know a a, a, antagonist or something? Yes, but no, he's just along with them. There's like a mentor kind of thing going on. This is refreshing. This is nice. Yeah, 
and you know we don't know about his motivations. He just thinks he's yeah. after it, and then the, the reveal. What's well, an interesting reveal at the end? Um, the adding of the girl thing was kind of strange. Yeah, because there is no like female for him to save in this movie, which is fine. Which is which is fine. Yeah, we don't we don't need a love interest or anything in every movie. But like the added of that, I was like, why is this in here? It's like, why are we focus on, on the bad guy's drama here? Which I do like the bad guy's drama. But it's like, why, why are we exploring it if he's such a bad guy? Yes, yes. If he's not redeemable in anything. So it didn't really make sense to me until it was like, until it was like, right, of, of course. Yeah. He, he's the other guys. But what I want to bring up is that in the movie, we've learned that she's the, his sister. Mm-hmm. But apparently in the Spanish dub, it's his daughter oh really yeah because and you know watching this i thought from the entire thing oh that's his daughter right yeah or his wife or something was his wife and that was him when he was younger but wait then he was dead and that didn't make any sense i wonder why they changed it i don't know i thought it was daughter the whole time too but then i guess that flashback was a long time ago i'm here i'm sorry i'm just just thinking like i wonder i'm thinking that flashback of him you know yeah, uh, murdering and raping was um, a long time ago. Yeah, because they purposely uh, give him gray beard in the present, and then in that flashback, it's pure black. Yeah, that's true. His hair is all jet black still. Like he looks. Young. Yeah, yeah. So who knows how long ago it was? All right, <laughs> I do like that about the movies. Like that that ambiguity, the ambiguity, the ambiguity of it all. Yeah, yeah. Like it's there just enough. Like okay. Um. So the first act is just setting everything up. Yeah. We we start off with uh, Van Cleef with or Douglas Mortimer, and we establish him as a bounty hunter. Then we go back to the man without a name, Manco, in this movie. And um, I prefer this name too, Manco. Eh, I mean, whatever. I know it, does, it doesn't matter, but it's the name I prefer. That's all. And then we establish him as a bounty hunter. And he's still a badass. Uh-huh. And then we go and we establish the villain. And they're long scenes. They're what? like we get a feel for each of these characters. Yeah, and it's a good feel. I do like okay the first guy they introduced the guy at all the one dressed in black. He's dominant. He's like he knows the f- he's doing. He, he kills Simple Jack in this movie. He does what he does. Like, this guy's got it. And what I also like about him, they show that he's a bounty hunter, too. But he's a different kind of bounty hunter. He's like seasoned. He's, he, not only that, but he's, like, creative with his guns. He's got, a, like, a, yes. a horse rifle thing. Like, with a bunch of rifles on the thing on his horse and stuff. Yes, yes. Whereas Clint Eastwood's more of the brute, and he's you know it's immature and shit, so he's like more directly with it. And he's more of a just a straight up um, draw on gunslinger. Yeah. Yes, and they're both great with their guns. Love that. Yeah, and then you know the villain's in prison and gets broken out and stuff, and they show how you know just evil he is. Uh huh. So and that's just pretty much what the first act is. Well, he's, Second he's act, also yeah. evil. But he also has like ner- He's got nerves and shit like that. He's got like PTSD and shit. he's got character. Yeah, but they don't really explore it. <laughs> they don't, which was sad to me. But like, at least they kind of introduce like this guy's not just a kind of like kind of person. Like his his deal is he's a bad guy. Like he breaks in. I don't. I guess he. Breaks Broke into this married couple's house, she killed the husband, raped the the wife, and then she shoots himself while he's you know doing it. Yeah, and kills herself. So I guess that kind of um, scarred him. I would hope so. <laughs> it would scar me because he like freaks out at different points, but then at certain points he's shown as this brilliant mastermind, and like he's faking half of it. So uh, yeah, yeah, I don't like that. I care for that. So it's confusing. Honestly, the thing that really drove the movie for me is right from the beginning was the soundtrack. Oh, you really? I really got into the soundtrack. 
especially the the watch. Oh, oh, God, TJ, the watch, so good. Just the the, the, the little tune, the music box tunes throughout, and then as the, when it gets to the like the crescendo, they pump in like a really big music, and then it comes out, and then comes into little yes. just a fade out into it. It's 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 awesome. I love the soundtrack. In uh-huh. it. I was every time the soundtrack, I was like enthralled in the movie. <laughs> That surprised me because you actually mentioned your soundtrack, so not, not you who you are. Um, yeah, I think again, that's like why I saw compared to the first one, like the improvement upon just like that made this movie stronger and just more grandiose. Is that good use of music in this? Well, not only the use of music in the background, but the fact that the music was a plot point, yeah, you know? it drives the story for the characters and the plot. It's like this is good, right? And like, there's something about the spaghetti western music, yeah, that just strikes me. Uh-huh. And I really get in it, just the whistling in it, and just because it's you can tell western music apart from any other kind of music, yes, because it's just so distinct. And I I really like it. I love a good Western, too. Side note. So have you seen the Tarantino movies like Django and Chain and Hateful No. Eight? Wow. Do you not like Tarantino? Or just because they're newer movies, you haven't seen them? <laughs> just newer movies, I haven't seen them. I think you might like them. Because I've seen, what else have you seen? I've seen Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Jackie Brown. Kill Bill Volume 1. Kill Bill That's... Volume 2. Reservoir Dogs. Hold on, hold on. Movie. I've seen Kill Bill's. I've seen Reservoir Dogs. I have not seen Jackie Brown. Good movie. Underrated. One of his, not his best ones, but it's, it's a solid movie. Uh, you said you've seen Kill Bill? I've seen both Kill Bills, yes. Hey, as you can tell, I'm a Tarantino fan. Um, what else did he do? Uh, da, 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 hold on. Somebody's, did he do From Dust Till Tone? He was in it. He wrote it, but he was not directed. Okay, well, I've seen that too. From Dust Till Tone. only directed like not even 10 movies. Um, So let's go back to the beginning. Rise of Our Dogs, Pulp Fiction. Have you seen, seen Pulp Fiction, you said, right? Yes. Yeah. Jackie Brown, Kill Bills, Sin City helped direct a little bit. Um, Grindhouse movie and Death Proof, which is okay. And Glorious Bastards. Have you seen that? No. Oh, so God. What? God damn. What? No, I haven't seen it. Django Unchained, you said you haven't seen The Hateful Eight. Nope. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I didn't care for. Um, And see, his movies, I think you would like him, but I think you would also think that he's pretentious. Did you like Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs and shit like that? I like Reservoir Dogs. I don't remember Pulp Fiction a lot. Really? I think I only seen it once. Okay. A long time ago, so. Like, I remember parts of it, but I don't remember the whole thing. I think, isn't that the one that's, like, extremely out of order? Yes. I think that's why I I don't remember it as well, because it's hard to put it in chronological order. No, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know how, uh, I don't think, I don't know how you would take Tarantino overall. Like, you might think he's pretentious and, like, not great, but I think you might like him, too, at the same time, so. I don't know. But I, I I I do understand the criticism for him, but I do enjoy his work immensely. That being said, I think you would like Django Unchained and Hateful Eight if you like the soundtrack to this movie and the storytelling overall. That's I mean, how I just I I've always liked a good western. Yes, um, seen a, a quite a few of them. Like uh, one of my favorites is actually Young Guns. Really? Yeah, I like Young Guns and Young Guns too. Yeah, the original Young Guns is better though. Of course, the Quick and the Dead. The Quick and the Dead. That's the one with um, <laughs> uh, is that the one with freaking Leonardo? Nah, I don't see in that one as the kid. I think he's in that one. Yes, Quick and yeah, he's. I think he's the one as the kid. Yes, yes, Gene and Hackman then they, and. And yeah, and the priest is forced into the into uh-huh. the tournament. Yeah, movie, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a great movie. 
yeah, I love a good Western DJ too. This is like nothing. I haven't seen enough of them. Like Tombstone's on my list for forever. I gotta watch that. Tombstone's really good too. I remember seeing Tombstone. That was yeah. really good. True Get, True Grit, the original and the new one's like pretty solid. Oh, there's a few on my list. I gotta, what, yeah, I love westerns. Yeah, they're so, they're pretty. They're the same movie, but they're always yeah. entertainment. <laughs> yes, like the, the way there's another genre like this. Like you've seen one, you've seen them all, but they're enjoyable. Yeah, well, you know what? They figure it out the formula. <laughs> yep, and that's all you need. Yep, you got wrong you got horrors you got westerns like yeah they're all the same things that they are but i'll take them anyways yeah soundtrack to this movie is a good one yes i really liked it uh but yeah i want, the, I, I want yeah. A, 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 what's that movie that's that game the video western video game red dead i want a red dead show or movie so badly tj a red dead yeah it's just i like westerns man give me more of that shit you still like westerns not enough though. I mean, it's not in the hey. It's not like the heyday of westerns, but fun fact: westerns are never that profitable. They're just so cheap to make. That's why Hollywood turned them over so much back in the day. Well, I mean, I'm sh- they seem like they're cheap to make. Yeah, you just, yeah. You, just need, you need a desert, a <laughs> town, <a> big, yep. <laughs> and some and some props, and you're good to go. Like the last western I remember them making was this uh, Magnificent Seven remake that came out. God, late 2010s. Well, I mean, you also had to figure um, Westerns were kind of like the retro thing of the time. If you think about it, because movies were relatively still new and, and we were just coming out of that whole Western era. That's true. That's true. So like by the time movies really got westerns really took off and hit it was like almost like now they like what was it, a few years ago where 80s was the big thing it was yeah. kind of like that yes god I, I i would rather watch a western though over an 80s nostalgia bullshit movie yeah i know but the thing the thing, thing is it was far enough removed yeah. that it wasn't nostalgia but <laughs> since the medium was so new that's true that that you know you could go back and cover things that haven't been covered before also they're in california they're like we got a lot of desert out here what can we film with this let's go to western well to be fair they, re- they recorded this in italy oh true true i'm saying all the westerns still like american westerns. right yeah um yeah. i mean they, even if they were in california it's like we could go next door to nevada yep. plenty of desert <laughs> there Anyway, so that was the first act. And then the second act is um, figuring out the big guy's plan and then the two bounty hunters coming together and working as a team and working against the bad guys, essentially. Great scene when the when Clay um, from confronts Van Cleef's character. Yeah, oh my God. Wait, where they just shoot each other's heads. Oh, I remember when I first saw that. Like that's that's storytelling. That is visual storytelling right there. No words exchanged. Just shoot each other's hats. So f-ing good <laughs> because Clint just keeps sh- shooting his hat, and uh, Mortar- Van Cleef's character Mortimer just doesn't seem angry. He just keeps going over and get to get his hat over and over. Yep. And then he shoots Clint's hat in the air and over and over and over again, showing that he's just as skillful. And th- yeah, and so there's this giant confrontation, and then we cut to them inside drinking with each other. I, God, see, he just want like movies, because I just miss, I feel like <laughs> just big movies like that don't have store, visual storytelling like that anymore. And it's like, God damn it, man, I miss it. I miss it. Inspiration and creativity and shit. God. Well, you only have $500,000 to make a movie. That's a thing. Like, that's that's what you do, man. <laughs> Sorry. So, my qu- here's a question for you. Yeah? How did they do that do they use real blitz string i mean the 60s probably who the f- knows no no because they would have destroyed those hats yeah just, like, just strings and wire but, like little things that i noticed like during 
in the end gunfight, someone sh- there, there's a gunfight and Clint's next to a building and he's getting shot yeah. at by the other guy. You can see the bullet marks next to him. Those are squibs. They fit like little explosive packs into the thing. Okay. Just, like, I don't know how movies are made. No, they're really cool. They don't use those anymore that much because they look a little bit explosive. They're explosive. They're dangerous. Well, like, when a person used to get shot back then, they have little scoops on their body full of blood packs. Used to hurt right. the actors sometimes and get, like, a little bruises on them, so they don't do that anymore for safety reasons. But it looks better. <laughs> right. You get more of a performance. But, yeah, just squibs, like, little things pre-planted. Okay. I got you. Sound effects was, sell things a lot, too, obviously. I was just noticing a lot in this movie, yeah. I guess. I, I was just, really into it. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad, TJ. That makes me so happy to hear. It makes me really happy to hear, TJ. Um, And then, you know, they're working together, and then the whole third act is, obviously, they get caught. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Shocker. Like, there's every movie, the, you can tell the formula, the the hero's got to get caught at some point because he's got to hit his low point. Although it wasn't, it wasn't as bad this time around. No. They get caught and then they get released by the bad guy so he can kill all of his henchmen so he doesn't have to share the money. Which is clever. So, like, when they stole the money, Clint took the money up onto the roof. Yes. We didn't see him throw the money in the tree, though. No. So I just thought it was on the roof the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> I had the same problem when I first saw it. Like, I remember this being an issue when I first saw this. It was probably like a scene cut out somewhere or something. Yeah, probably. Anyway, so they get caught, they get released, and then this giant gunfight, all the guys get. It comes down to bad guy, Van Cleef, because all throughout the whole movie, Clint's saying, I'm going to take down the bad uh-huh. guy. And then he's and he's like, sure, sure. And then he's like, I got this at the end. And, and then to reveal because the bad guy, like, Killed his brother and raped his his sister and caused her to kill herself. So and he has he still has her watch, which I'm completely like. Usually I would complain about this kind of shit, but since they're not related, I'm happy. If he would have said, "I'm your brother-in-law" or some shit, like really, really, but Ooh, the bad guy, yeah, yeah, because movies nowadays they gotta be related somehow. Oh, like yeah. the vendetta is because oh he's my brother who raped my bro- sister or some shit. Like no, 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 it's just. He did talk nah. to my family. That's fine. Great. I like this. This is good. Yeah, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't make sense in the Western context. There was a movie that came out. Okay, yeah. It's called The Harder They Fall on Netflix. People like it. I hated it because it's like a Tarantino-esque movie. Not directed by him, so don't do it well. Anyways, the twist is, okay, the thing is, bad guy kills a kid's mom and dad. The kid goes on a vengeance rampage to get the guy over 20 years. Get to the end, the kid finally faces the bad guy and goes to kill the guy. But guess what? The guy's the kid's brother. And because the guy killed his mom and dad because the mom and dad are... Like, um, push the big brother aside for the younger kid. So they're brothers the whole time because, you know, family. It's like, of course they're related, huh? Look, that's Empire's fault. S- spoiler alert, by the way, everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, it is Empire's fault, and it's just bad writing. Like Everybody relies on that trope nowadays. They, and I, I hate it. I hate it so much. So seeing this, and like, they better not be related. And he's like, no, just ki- that was just a bad person to your family. You want revenge. That's That makes sense. They don't have to be related. That makes sense. Anyway, t- tie right over. Sorry. And then Van Cleef murders um the bad guy. Goddamn right he does. And a shootout. Fuck yeah. And he takes the watch because he has his own watch. Now he has both watches. Avenge his sister's death. And he's like, all right, Clint, guess what? You can have all the all the bounty. Because that's all I really wanted. Oh. And he's like, and it's like, okay. So and he starts loading bodies on it and starts counting it. He missed one. He kills him. So because we, we got to get Clint to give some final thing here. And this movie is really about Van Cleef, yes. not about him. That, and that's fine. It was gr- great. But, you know, we had to give him, and Clint goes away with, a, like, 
$27,000 worth of dead bodies in his truck. And I assume he goes and retires somewhere. What's, what's the movie take place? What do you mean? It's the Old West. So what time period do you think this movie takes place? 1830s? Let's say... I'm Googling right now. So yeah, that's right. So after the Civil War. So when was the Civil War? Okay, so the film containing their 1872. So you said okay. $20,000, right? Oh, yeah. That's a lot of money. That's why I said yeah. $27,000. And... 1897, I'd say? 1872. 1872. Sorry, 1872. I thought it was early 1800s, but I guess it would be later 1800s for the West End. That's not much. It's only about $463,000. It's a lot of money. I'm wrong. I'm thinking millions now. It's like about $463,000. And, and um, inflation? Yes. Well, four hundred and sixty-three thousand dollars in eighteen sixty-two would be the equivalent of having billions of dollars. No, 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 no. I'm saying this means that today's prices. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? I get. God, Jesus Christ! <laughs> you gotta think. Fifty cents was a lot of money back yeah, in that day. You're right. You're right. God, you can imagine. Whew, to be a bounty hunter back then. Let me go back in time now. I now nah, well, are black cowboys back then, so I could done it. Most cowboys are black and or some other kind of color. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, what were you saying? <laughs> I'm saying you get your rant out. But... I'm good. I'm good. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, that's it. The movie's uh, ends on on I guess a happy note. Yeah. So he goes and I guess he retires and that's it. Yep. The movie ends. Yep. They both go in the sunset their own ways and that's it. Uh, uh oh, the only other thing I wanted to mention is. The opening was like it was cool, but it was still a little long. That was way long. That's why I was surprised you said like the soundtrack. Like that opening was super long, DJ. Yeah, no. Once we got past that, when life had no value. Death sometimes had its price. Yeah, well, that's why Bounty Killers just appeared. a long, far distant shot of a guy riding a horse yeah. until he gets shot, and it's just like, and then you know, but you know, this is all the credits are right there in the beginning yes. instead of the end, so it's like. And the move when the move so when the movie says the end it just stops. Yep. So. <laughs> like the good old days, man. But yeah, solid movie, TJ. Solid movie. Yeah, I'm glad you were glad we watched it. Yeah, I'm glad we're continuing the series. I'm glad. I, I'm glad they hold up. They really for movies that came out in the '60s, they hold up. Well, yeah, that's. But I find that older movies tend to hold up better. Yes, I do. Yeah. I always have agreed with that. Yeah. So. Like, I would rather watch a movie from anywhere from, like, the 40s. I don't even say the 20s. Like, from the 20s yeah. to to up to about the 70s mm-hmm. than any, a movie from the last two decades. Oh, I, I, I hate... Because it sounds snobby saying that, but I, I agree. Like, I watched... Uh, I say this all the time. I probably said it again on the podcast. My sister and I... I showed my sister uh, Casablanca, like, a month or two ago. And she watched it for the first time. And it just still holds up. It's a good movie. That movie came out, what? 40s, I think, or some shit? 40s, I think, yeah. yeah. That's a, it holds up still? Like, this Nazi-era movie holds up? Like, so good. I think it's because, visually, they kind of hold up in that sense. And well, no, I think... Stories are I better. I think the problem is, Hollywood, this day, don't make timeless movies. No. They make content they make, now. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. They just make the same old content over and over yes. again. It's content, and it's like, how can we sell this for a profitability? Not, let's not do entertaining shit. It's like, driveting, thought-provoking shit. No, content. Yeah, like, I mean, if you've watched a movie... Like, I'm not saying, like, all movies in the last no. two decades are bad, no. But if you watch, like, a bad movie from the last two decades, they're, like, so... They're garbage. Uh-huh. But whereas you watch what would be known as a bad movie from those times, it wouldn't be bad in the same way. It would no. still be timeless in a way, you know what I mean? Yes. 
it was still at least some kind of charm to it. Yes. And maybe that's like a nostalgia thing or whatever you want to say about it. But but as, after, you know, a movie from 10 years ago should be nostalgic to us. You would think so, yeah. But no, it's just so, But they're not. There's Something was lost. Yeah. I think, I, I think it's because... Hollywood became a studio system, like it just became part of capitalism. Whereas back yeah. in the day, it was so new and young. And it was like, let's do something different, guys. Yeah, now no one wants to do anything new. There's no nothing original anymore. I don't want to say that, but it does feel like that a lot. At least, at least the things that are pushed to your face are because there's so much shit now. You really have to dive deep to find the creative yeah. new shit. But even then, even yeah. Well, we didn't rate it yet. Oh. <laughs> I almost pushed N TJ. You're lucky you said that. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. Um, that's all being said. What, what, who's gonna rate this first? You or me? I did last time. Yeah, it feels like you did, didn't you? Uh, so I think I give the last one a seven, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm that. This one's easily better. So I'm gonna give this a, an eight. Uh, I probably might retroactively give this next one an eight and this a nine, depending on how I feel with the next one. But this is a good movie. So I think this is an 8 for sure. I don't have much to complain about if anything at all in this movie. I actually want to give this movie a 10. Wow. <laughs> wow. I do. I really do. I really liked it that much. I, I know the fact that you were praising the soundtrack is like the score is saying something. Like I really I really liked it. And like in my like I said when I gave Captain America a 10. Yeah. Tens from me is what I think this genre of movie should be. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. And I think I'm at a 10, but I think I'm going to do the same thing as you and give it a nine. Yeah, until next week, right? Yeah, because I want to see if next <laughs> week is... Yeah, because if, if Good and the Bad and the Ugly is better than this, it's going to be an amazing movie. Exactly. You know what I mean? But it might not be. Yeah. So... Like, nostalgia-wise, I remember the movies getting better and better, so I remember liking The Good and the Bad and the Ugly more, but I gotta wait. And I don't. I think it's not fair, Kevin. I mean, you can have more than one, nine, or ten, right? So Yeah, and you don't need, you don't need no. one. You just it's gotta live up to that standard. Yes, yes. That it, it elicits. Yeah, I, I might give this a nine as well. I'm gonna give this a nine as well, because this is at least a nine. And I might give The Good and the Bad and the Ugly a ten. I might give this a ten next week. Who knows? I, I, th- I think I'm on the same bar as you, honestly. This is as well. It's a really good story. Yeah, I, I really like this movie. No, it's a very, very good movie. All right. Okay, see you, egg suckers. Bye.